I want to share something with you. Scripture is, it seems like studying for that is the easy part. It's the titles is what gets me. I'm like, man, what do I come up with as a title? You know what I mean? I actually put a title on that. What was it, the last one? I don't think, I, I think I put one on like two or three times ago. It's like, I don't even know. I put on there's a really hard title and I left it like that. You know, I'm like, I don't even know what to call it. You know what I mean? So it's funny how God is, um, you know, it's, um, it's the prep, you know, but, but on the outside looking in, <clears throat> I'm going to go back in time here a little bit. I'm going to go back into second Kings. Some of us kind of gone through, we're going through Kings and all of I wanted to share this with you. The scripture is in second Kings and it's in chapter seven and it's in those verses right there. Um, Parts of this really got me. In re- you ever you ever read passage and you're like, this this is about me here. This is about me. Well, this is one of those where it's not that we do a bad job, but I think God just re-reminds us, like, don't forget. And you know, and this was one of those pieces of scripture right here. And um, and I call it on the outside looking in because it seems like we can kind of get that way sometimes. We get in this little bubble world of ours, and we can be here, and then we can be looking over here, and uh, and 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 that's where we're at. Before I go any farther, I want to thank you guys for that worship too. Thanks. I met Ian. Ian was up here doing worship with Robert up at Pine Top. He was up there, and um, and um, not not mean change gears and all that, but uh, we're so blessed with great worship. We have a small little church, good little congregation here, but we're so blessed with really, really powerful, you know, between Shannon and Robert, and they just they just tear it up, and we're blessed, you know. And then he brings in Ian, you know, it's cool to see him, you know, and, uh, and God just stretches far and wide, doesn't he? Thank you, guys. Um, I wanted to go back in time um, to... Um, to go back, I love going back in the Old Old Testament, and I don't have a whole lot of time, it's great. Um, <laughs> I um, but I remember how uh, we we got. Remember COVID? <laughs> remember that three years ago? <clears throat> we went through a time where people like this is crazy. This is really crazy. Remember how it was when we first went into Safeway or Albertsons? You're like, this is nuts. This is like something you see like maybe during World War II in old footage, you know, a video where there's like nothing on the shelves, you know. Like this is really weird. And then it just kept getting going weirder and weirder and weirder, you know. I'll never forget, there's a guy on the east side, his name is Mike Notice. And um, he's one of the, he's one of the, uh, I think he's a pastor over there. Anyway, I go into Walmart. This is right in like January time frame of 20 when it just hit hard or February, whenever it was or March. Everybody's masked up and all that. I go into Walmart. I had no mask and I wasn't going to wear a mask, okay. And that's back when they had the arrows. Remember when you walked into the wall, you know, stores, you had arrows. You can go down this one. You got to go that way and you got to go that way. And if you didn't do it, you got dirty looks. Because right? that's all you could see was this, you know. And it's like, you're like, you couldn't. And this is really weird. It was a crazy time we went through, you know. So I'm walking down the aisle. I got my cart, you know, and um, and no mask. And everybody's like cattle. There, I guess that's right, you know. Just, just moving around. Don't say nothing. Don't do nothing. Just, just stay your lane. You know everything. And then coming this way is Mike Notice from church, and he's, he's tall like me, and no mask on, and we're standing there, and we met. I'm like, hey man, we're sitting there talking. It's like we were in our own world. 
And it's like, and we're like, this is crazy, man. You know, and then all of a sudden, this guy, I see him. We're about halfway between both and aisles. This guy, literally, he had his cart. And, man, he took a hard right turn. And he comes flying down there, flying to us, you know. And he had his mask on, took his mask, and he pulled it off of him. And he goes, thank God. There's two people in here, human beings that are talking, that are normal. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like we're standing there, and he goes, he goes, what are you guys talking about? He goes, we're talking about Christ. You know? He goes, I don't care. I'll, you know, you could tell. He goes, I'll talk about anybody and anything and any God. You know what I mean? You know, I'm like, you got. Now you tell me that wasn't a God moment. And we we laugh about that to this day, me and Mike. You know, we're like that came out of nowhere. God can come out of nowhere, and he can bless our lives. And I say this for me because I am simple Jim, and if he's done it to me, I know he's done it to all of you. You're like, where did that come from? This morning, um, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, there was so much that happened, then, and, and we think, is this going to change? Is this like, like, like the new norm? You know what I mean? And uh, so... You know, we all thought that too, but um, but God had a plan, doesn't he? You know what I mean? And here we are, and we're all here, and it's just amazing, isn't it? The the passages we're going to be getting into, I got to coax them through here. I feel like a game show host. Show the guests their prizes. And uh, so now this is the start of seven. Okay, keep that there. The ending of six is where the Assyrian, the the, uh, the Syrians, okay, Syria had laid siege, okay, on Israel, okay, Assyria, okay, and so and things were bad. What they did was they locked that joint down. They locked it down. They surrounded the the, the town, okay, and they uh, they just laid siege. Nothing's going in and nothing's coming out. And and in the prior, it talks about how expensive things were. So inflation was way up, okay? And you know where I'm going with this one, okay? Yeah. And you're thinking, this sounds kind of familiar. You know, things are crazy. How the enemy just lays siege and the people inside are starving. They're literally starving to death is what they're doing. And that's what the enemy does, okay? So things are looking bad. And is this going to get any better? And is God even going to show up here? Then Elijah said, hear the word of the Lord. This is what God has to say. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow about this time, a sea of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, which is about 65 cents. And two seas of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Okay, so things are going to get better. In fact, they're going to get a whole lot better. So now this is Elijah saying that, and Elijah, this is Elisha, Elijah, and all the big boys, they dealt with the big boys, the kings and all that. So he's saying that right there. I could just imagine him saying that too. Just sitting there, might be leaning on something like this. You know what? Tomorrow, this time, things are going to get good. Things are going to get a lot better. So next slide. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God. So here's you got the king leaning. So you got his close buddy, 
his advisor or whatever, the king's leaning on him, they're listening to this. He says, look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, the floodgates of heaven could open, could this really happen? Could this be really? And he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. So they're, they're responding back in total doubt to Elisha. Like, really? You know, the critics are always out there, aren't they? You know, and he's saying, hey, this is one day's time span. He's like, you know what? We're going to go from really bad to not bad. A whole lot better. And these, here's the king. He's like, you know what? Oh, come on. Really? The doubting. The leadership is so powerful, isn't it? Can you imagine that? The king's going, really? This is going to happen, huh? This is going to happen? And they said, well, thus says the Lord. So that following, of course, Israel struggled with that, okay? And like you said, he goes, and um, your, um, but the eyes, your eyes have seen this. Remember, those two thieves on the cross. You know, it's funny, when I wrote this down, it was like, you know, the good thief and the bad thief. I'm like, well, there was no good thief on the cross, you know, I mean, they were both bad. But one was all mouth, and one had his eyes gazed on Jesus, and he was just watching him. That alone, and listening to him, is enough to change that man's heart. You got a bad heart with the king. He's all mouth, just like that dude on, on the other the other thief right there. He's like, you know what? I have nothing but bad things, and you know what? And that other thief right there, he watched Christ. He watched him. And he said, and then he said that you will not, you will not eat of this. You know, it says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Any man who opens up that door, I will come in and dine. You got to open that door. We've opened that door and we have dined with Christ and we have fed off of him. Those that don't starve to death. They starve to death. This is what was going on in Samaria right now. People were starving to death. It was a lockdown. This is what happens in lives. This is what happens in countries. But this is what happens in lives. We get locked down. The enemy surrounds the place. And things get rough. Things get real rough. You're going to get the critics. You're going to get the people that don't believe God can really do this. The only way they're going to be able to get out of this one is to have a miracle. That's the only way. You're going to have to have a miracle to have this one done. So um, so now here we go. Now we're going to change gears. Now here's the part that really gets me. So now that laid it out. You got the king. He's doubting. You got Elisha, who was always getting dogged. Remember King Ahab and all these kings? They're like, uh, there's a man out there that is saying that God is going to do this and that, um, you know, that you're wrong. And Ahab's like, is the dude, does he wear a leather belt and he's got long hair and crazy look? And they go, yeah. And they go, that's Elijah. And I hate this guy. See, leadership, bad leadership, they can't stand God's word because it goes against the ways that they are. We see this, don't we? You throw God's word out there, you're like, whoa, uh, I don't know about that. This is this is the men leading the nation, and they're doubting what God can actually do. So now there were four lepers, four lepers, men, at the entrance of the gate. And they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? Remember, leprosy is a form, it represents a form of sin. Okay? 
We all have a form of sin in us, okay? Believe me, before we came to Christ, the way that they had to enter was, you know, you had to you had to acknowledge and where you were and who you were, that you were a leper, you were you couldn't go any farther than the the uh, um, entrance of the city on the perimeter right there. That's where we sat for many years in our lives. That's where I sat. We're all got this 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 leper thing going on in our lives, and you just got to announce it. So they're like, so these four guys are getting together. They're like, okay, are we sitting here until we die? Now they're in this siege too. They're watching people starve to death. They said, if we say we'll enter the city and the famine in the city, then we'll die there. Okay, so we'll die there. And if we sit here, we're going to die. So now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. And if they keep us alive, we live. And if they kill us, we die. So it's almost kind of like, what do you got to lose? If we stay here, if you stay in the condition that we were, we were going to die. That's all there is to it, okay? Until Christ came along in our lives, we were slowly on that road doing whatever I wanted and the same conditions and just right down the destruction road, you know? And these guys are like, and these are lepers. Remember that form of sin, that leprosy used to chew away until it just kills the organs in the bodies. That's the way leprosy works. And these guys are figuring it out. They're like, uh, you know, if we stay here, we're going to die. If we go into the camp of the enemy, let's check it out. What have we got to lose? If we live, we live. If we don't, we die. So what do we got? What are our choices? So what they do, they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, there was nobody there. So, and remember, the, um, the, the um, Ben-Hadad, the, uh, the, the, the king, he's surrounded with his entire army. That's how serious he is about getting to the Israelites right there. He wanted to get them. That's what the enemy does. He's going to go all in to tear into your life and my life big time. He's going to surround it. So they're like, so they get out there and they're gone. Like, that's wild. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, <clears throat> the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. So God threw this delusion upon this, this army, and they, they're hearing things, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're like, you're hearing things, huh? You hear, and I'm saying, you know, and it's like that's what God does. He throws this this the enemy into disarray. He came alongside, and what they do? Therefore, they arose, fled at twilight, and left the camp intact. They left their tents, the horses, their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. Wow. Now, Elisha told them, said things are going to get better. Things are going to get better, not just for the famine, but all for 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 these things, and. Um, it, it, it's just amazing how how things can change so quickly. And for these men, the enemy, they run. Remember at the name, demons run at the name of Jesus. You know what I mean? You ever do that? You ever get at home? Jesus. Lord, I need your help. Jesus, you know? And that's always in the back of your mind. Like, if I just keep saying Jesus, you know what I mean? 
well, you walk with Christ and we, and we do the, and God, God's, God's cool. He understands. But that's how we clear things out in our lives. That's when we, you know, it might sound kind of funny, but we do that and we kind of forget about that other stuff. And it's more like we're kind of like, Jesus, I need you. Lord Jesus, please help me. And, all, and, and here we go. Here we go. And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one of the tents and they ate and drank. They're like, this is great. <laughs> this is great. And they carried from it silver and gold and clothing, and they went and hid. And then they came back and entered another tent and carried some of the um, some from there also, and they went and hid it. So they're going in, and it's like the Syrian army, well, they got everything they need. They got all this food. They got all the supplies. They got the clothing. They're hunkered down. The enemy is going to hunker down. And they're going to have everything they need, and, and that's it. And they go in there, and they dine. Remember that one where it says, you open that door, I'll come in and dine with you? That's sin that we carry. So these guys go in there, not only do they dine, but God gives them blessings too. He gives them blessings. Remember the clothes and the, uh, and the stuff? Wow, what a change. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, we can go right into the camp of the enemy. God clears things out. These things that really, really hinder us. Really. And it says in the Bible, too, what, what is it that, uh, that these sins and these things that so easily entangle us, just like in Hebrews, I think it's in 12 or around there. And, um, and, and, and we do. We get involved in things and we're like, what is going on? Why is it God allows a path? to get away from these things and these men <clears throat> they go in they dine and they're being blessed it's amazing the gifts that god gives when we come to him when he removes these sinful ways in our life just incredible so then they said to one another this doesn't end they said we are not doing this right so they're, they're getting all this stuff these are lepers they're like this we never do this we're always living on the outskirts and everybody else is over here and here we are we're going in there the enemy's gone the food's sitting on the tables, you know. They probably still got the candles lit, you know, and um, and and the 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 fridge they're packed. Everything's nice and great. The clothing's there, and they're like, "Wow!" So they do it. Then they hide this stuff, okay? You know, they're stashing it. They want to keep it to themselves. Remember what it says in Second Corinthians: the same love that God gives us is the same love that we're supposed to give out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we're like. God's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to give you stuff, but I want you to give it out. It don't do no good hanging in here or me hiding it, putting it underneath the tent or burying it in sand. You need to give it out, and I'll keep giving. I'll keep giving, and then you keep giving. So they went and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, um, the Syrian camp, we, they said, we went into the Syrian camp, and surprisingly, no one was there. Not a human sound. Only horses and donkeys tied, and the tents were intact. <clears throat> so they went to the gates of the city, and they went in there to tell people about what happened. And the gatekeepers called out, and they told it to the king's household inside. 
So the king rose at night and said to his servants, Let me now tell you what the Syrians have done to us. Damn. So the king arose in the night and said to his servants, Let me tell you what the Syrians have done to us. They know that we're hungry. Therefore, they have gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field. And when they come out of the city, we shall catch them alive and we'll get into the city. So the king, you think he's really looking for a miracle from God? No. He's like, hang on, hang on. Remember, he's Mr. Critic. Nothing's changed. He's like, this is a scam. This is a ploy. They're gonna, they're, they're, they're waiting for us in the weeds here, man. They're hiding out. Once we come in, then they're gonna get us and all that. It's amazing acknowledging when God has made a move in our lives. Amazing. And don't do it. And one of the servants answered and said, please let several men take five of the remaining horses. Why not? Now that's something. We're talking the whole city. You got five horses left. That's a bad siege. Things can get really bad. You got five horses left, which are left in the city. Look, they may either come like all the multitude of Israel that are left in it, or indeed that they may become like the multitude of Israel left from those who were consumed. So let us send them and see. What he's saying is, is, is you know what? Um, things are bad and the man still is doubting God. When those, when those lepers went in to that city and they ate and they were blessed with, with gifts, it's like lives have been changed. Those lepers, as compared to this king who still doubted, and who was still leery on the power of God, those lepers, what did they say? They go, hang on, we're not doing this right. We're not doing this right. We got a starving city over there, and we've been blessed. We need to get in there and share with them, those that are hungry and those that are hurting, and we need to, we need to help them out and to share on what God has done in their lives. That's what those men did. Isn't that something? As we hurt and as we go through these times in our lives, God's like, look, man, you know, I mean, when, when a miracle happens in our lives, what should you do? You should be sharing with people like, man, you are not going to believe what just happened. You know, I mean, that should be the true response of how God wants it. That's what the lepers did. The king, he don't care. It's like, hang on, this is a scam. You know who he's worried about? He's worried about his position. He's worried about his title. He don't care about nobody except for him. And you got the critics out there, his buddy. King's leaning on his his friend's, uh, you know, his arm, you know, like I said, you know, who's king, you know, the arm he was leaning on, you know, and they're all like, really? Even if God opened the floodgates, he can really do this? It took a couple of four hurting dudes out there that were full of that sin, that sin like, like us, you know, God takes us right into the camp. We're there, and he takes care of us. And then the guilt came in. They're like, hang on, we got to go back in there, and we got to tell these hurting people. That's the part that gets me. That's the part that I'm like, Lord, do I do my part the way that I should? You know, we do share, but there's times I'm like, gosh, God, I, I get in my lane, and I stay in my lane, you know, and I get busy. I'm looking at projects I got to do around the house, and 
guys, you can relate to that. And um, but stuff, it's the stuff, you know. Like Satan, he he don't, you know. He's like, I don't have to, I'm, you know, do anything bad. I'll just make you busy. We just get busy and we get wrapped up. Many times we get so absorbed into our lives. I do. I get so absorbed into like maybe things that I'm, you know, me, 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 and all that. But there's hurting people out there that are being sieged. They're starving to death. We got a, we got a, we got a country out there. We have a city. We have a family full of people that are starving. And we've been released, fed, given gifts. We need to get back in there and help them out. That's my take on this. The critics, you're always going to have the critics. Always. The doubters, the deniers, they're there. But it's when we do these things and we go share, like we go to Mexico. This is why I look at moments like that. We go down there and we get dirty and we have fun and we laugh. And God takes all these things and moves them around, kind of like that little coconut thing. You're like, oh, there, you know, nope. Nope, 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 nope. God, God has a way of doing that with us for the simplest of things. That we, we take focus off of us, take the focus off of the stuff in our lives, and we refocus on, um, on others that really need to hear just a little bit of God's word. It doesn't take much. I mean, come on. We go down there and take old clothes, you know, and, and use things and all that, and it's nothing but love and, and fun and smiles. I love it. And that's the way it is in our lives. God doesn't expect much. And I, I just wanted to share that with you guys because that is, I, I am real practical when it comes to the Bible. Because I love it because I like to get something out of everything I read. I'm like, what about me, God? What about me? You know, because I jack things up. I mean, God could have named me Jack, you know? And, um, <clears throat> But, you know, so I just, but the sharing, God's word, what else can you do? Many times we don't have the money to give. Many times we don't have certain resources, but we can share the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, let's pray. We're going to do another, uh, we're going to do a closer. These guys are going to get down with God. All right, Father God, thank you so much for everything that you, um, you know, doing, going to do. I mean, it's just amazing. God, keep, sim- keep, keep our life simple and, and keep our eyes fixed on you. That's what you told your disciples. Just keep their eyes fixed on you because the world is going to throw a lot of stuff out there. But if we fix on you, we're going to be okay. We fellowship. We spend time with you, Lord. I thank you for your word. Bless us. Guide us by the Holy Spirit. I want you to really pour into our marriages in here, our families, just relationships. We need monetarily wise, we do need help here and there. We got to have enough to survive, not too much, not too little, but just the daily bread. That's all we need. But we keep, with that, we keep our eyes fixed on you. And I lift up Dan that he feels a little better. Get him back. He's going to be okay. But sometimes we need a little breath of fresh air from you. And many others in here too, that have had surgeries, that you've healed up. And God, that you just keep pouring your love on us. That's all we need. You know, godliness with contentment is great gain. It's your kindness can lead to repentance. So, Lord, I thank you for my brothers and sisters, and I thank you for what you're doing in our lives, and I thank you for our friends that we are for you. And uh, so, God, thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.